You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We're back in doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. I see my eyes darting over because I recorded about two minutes and then realized like that audio form looked really weird. And uh turned out it was all uh my voice was all ones and zeros. Anyway, it is Monday. Zuri is very excited for it. Uh as she uh is just off camera beneath me here. But uh I, I was thinking like we could uh, get into some at first I was like well we could get into some of the things that happened over the weekend whether it's basketball I don't really want to talk about basketball I think every, everyone's just kind of mad you know let's let's wait until Big Ten tournament if they make a run it's possible by the way it is absolutely possible that they do they play every game team basically close it's just they can't close then they started being able to close and then they couldn't close again um we could talk about the combine, uh, whether it's uh, DJ Turner having the fastest time, Ozzie Smith having the, uh, the the most bench press reps, CJ Stroud blaming Michigan for costing him two Heisman trophies. But is, is any of that really that interesting? I don't know that it is. So we're just going to continue on with our spring football preview today. We are going to do the uh, the running backs and the linebackers. Uh, we're gonna. I think that's a perfect way to mix it, especially because uh, Kalel Mullings is both. So it's uh, it's a perfect way to kind of get to both here. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to my underwriter on uh, the the mortgage, uh, Charlie Hoover, who's big Michigan fan, fan of the show. Really appreciate uh, not only. Uh, the conversation today and and the job you're doing, but uh, also your patronage of the show. So thank you, Charlie. All right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and get into it. Um, let's start with the running backs. Cause I feel like this is going to be the shorter of the two. Um, well, I mean, it's going to be one segment each and then we'll kind of tie it together, but, uh, you know, what is what there's no mystery, uh, for the most part, because you have Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. Now Blake Corum is not going to be participating in the spring, which I think weirdly is kind of a good thing because we know what he's capable of. And assuming that he, you know, has a full fall camp and summer conditioning, which is what is expected and doesn't skip a beat, all should be well. I mean, you never know, but it's not, you know, it's not an ACL injury per se. It's patellar tendon and all of that. It's, I, you know, he should be fine. I mean, he tried to actually even go out and play um, on it. But uh, it, I think it's a good situation because this gives kind of like Blake Corum getting the opportunity last spring without having Hassan Haskins being a an equal carrier, obviously, Hassan Haskins having gone to the NFL. Donovan Edwards gets that opportunity now. You know, Donovan Edwards now has that opportunity to go out and uh, show, you know, show what he can do as a lead back outside of what we've seen in games, obviously. And he was stellar and is uh, ranked one of the best running backs in the country. Top 10, basically he would start at any program. Uh, and uh, that isn't Michigan because Michigan has Blake Corm, the guy who's rated number one. 
So it, it's a good situation because he can learn to do some of the things that Quorum did. And I know there's a lot of people say like, well, you know, you can't really learn that. Blake Quorum learned it. Grinding out those extra yards the way Blake Quorum did, that wasn't his game in 2021. That was Hassan Haskins' game. The big concern going into 2022 was having a guy who could grind out extra yards. And then Blake Corum took it upon himself to be able to do it. So I know there's a lot of people writing Donovan Edwards off right now and saying, mm, you know, he, he might not be able to do exactly that. He, he has been a guy that, you know, he, he gets a carry for two, a carry for three, a carry for two, and then a carry for 70. It'll be interesting to see if he can up his game to that next level to where he is getting the carry for six more regularly. Because his numbers make it look like that's what's happening, and it's generally not. It's it's basically a walk, a single, a walk, maybe even a strikeout, and then a home run. You know, that's that's kind of how he is operated. So I think it will be interesting for him to, to be a guy that has that opportunity in spring ball to really take things to that next level. Now, behind him is all kinds of question marks. And, of course, Michigan, we learned the importance of having a third down, not necessarily a third down back, but a third back. Uh, we learned that uh, this past year, especially with uh, C.J. Stokes seeming not ready to carry the mantle take the mantle, whatever the idiom is, and for uh, for Kalel Mullings to be in those really bright lights. I, I thought, I know people are really down on him. He did a great job and really helped Michigan pull away in the Purdue game. Don't forget his contributions because of something that went wrong. But do remember the good and the bad, right? That's that's always important is to be able to notice that there's there's both sides and the fumbling that, you know, the the botched handoff. Not good, especially because he fumbled in the spring game last year. The, the whole concern going into the season, if he was to play running back, is will he fumble the ball? And he did it at the worst possible time. I, I need a drink here real quick. I've got the coughs again. <laughs> so, um, apparently the ear infection has returned full force. Sinus infection and all of that. So, I'm, I'm coughing again. So, we're having a great time over here last month plus. Anyway. Um, so, that is it going to be Kalel Mullings? Is it going to be CJ Stokes? CJ Stokes looked really good in that. In those brief opportunities, we saw him before the the Maryland fumble, and then just kind of disappeared. But that's not to be unexpected when it comes to a freshman, especially a freshman playing behind Blake Corbin, Donovan Edwards. You know, it's you're not necessarily going to see the field a heck of a lot. Um, would have been nice to to see him coming forward a little bit, but he became a fan favorite in in quick order, and certainly supplanted Tavier Dunlap as that number three guy. Uh, for at least a minute. And then we just kind of started seeing a whole bunch of other dudes kind of rotate in. A lot of guys will hit a freshman wall. So it will be interesting to see how he takes that step forward because we've seen the development under Mike Hart. We have. So I think that that's 
it, it'll be really interesting to see if he takes that step forward. It'll be interesting to see if Kalel Mulling sticks at running back or is a two-way player again, and if he's taken a step forward. And then there's a whole bunch of other guys that it's we'll find out. I mentioned Tavier Dunlap. You're in what year three now? It's I'm not gonna say it's now or never, but it's kind of now or never. Uh, Isaiah Gash. I know. I I every time I see him on the field, despite him being my namesake, it's like oh no, something's gone wrong. But he's he has been raved about by the staff pretty consistently for the past year, and he's on scholarship now. Son of Sam Gash, played for the Packers, hence he grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, so he's 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 a he's a guy. Don't write off walk-ons. A lot of people, myself included, at times will do so, and it's to your own peril. Now, how much of a role will he play again with Blake Corum, Diamond Edwards? Who knows. And then you've got the two freshmen uh, who are already on campus. Benjamin Hall, who has the the biggest thighs I have ever seen in my life. And I I covered Chris Evans for four years, so that tells you something. It's, he could be an absolute bruiser. Didn't get much of opportunity in high school, but Michigan saw something in him and they brought him in early. When, When they bring you in early, if they say, yeah, you're allowed to be an early enrollee, that's a pretty good sign they like you. And then Cole Cabana, who could... Uh, be uh, another home run hitter and has the speed. He's a four-star. People kind of forget Michigan had a four-star running back because everyone was like looking at Jeremiah Love and some of those others. So I will be curious to see if uh, either of those guys can work themselves in the rotation. Michigan's never been afraid to play freshman running backs for a spell. If they fumble like C.J. Stokes did, they tend to get shut down. Chris Evans didn't have that problem. Uh, Zach Charbonnet obviously didn't have that problem. He was going to, he was a starter anyhow. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where they go and how they do. All right. We're going to continue with the linebackers. I probably should have done linebackers first because I feel like I talked more about running backs than I thought I would. Anyhow, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. Mission not accomplished at all, by the way. But if you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. I can attest to exactly that. What's even better is that they're healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's continue on uh, with the linebackers. And then we'll see where we go from there. If I want to tie it together, if I want to go completely direction entirely, that's the fun of the show is when I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm actually talking to myself and I can say whatever I kind of want to and go there. (laughs) Anyway, um, linebackers, (laughs) that's always my joke, by the way, when I don't have anything to talk about. All right, well, let's talk about the linebackers again. But this has gone from a a position that was at the bottom to a position that is at at the worst middling. I think George Hilo did an incredible job with the unit. It's sad. I'm sad to see him go. Obviously, everyone's very excited, myself included, about Chris Partridge coming in because uh, we know that he is an own commodity and an amazing recruiter. But let's not forget what George Hilo inherited uh, because he inherited... um, just a bunch of guys who weren't necessarily top names. I mean, even even a guy like Josh Ross, while the staff was sitting there calling him Devin Bush 2.0, anyone who was watching was like, that's just not accurate. And then he turned into being, especially by the very end, very solid. Um, but who is on the, sta- on the, on the field now is a completely different thing. It's a... <laughs> I've got Zuri down here just demanding attention. Um, anyway, it's uh, obviously it all starts with Junior Colson. Now, I'm not including the outside linebackers. We covered those with the defensive uh, line guys. But uh, it's uh, at least I th- did we do a defensive ends or do we just do defensive interior? I'll have to go back and look. Memory, not so great. Uh, but uh, Junior Colson is where it's, it starts. And keep in mind... Last year was his first year as a starter. So you can sit there and say, well, you know, there, there were some moments when things maybe could have been better. This is his first year as a starter. Guys get better, especially a young talent like him. And I think that that's going to pay dividends. But like what we saw, the flashes in his freshman year, we still saw those last year, but it was kind of inconsistent to some degree. So I am excited to see how he takes that step forward especially because I feel like he is going to have uh, a bit more leadership as well than he had because once guys get older and they're good players, especially at a linebacker position like him, they tend to take on the role of a leader. Then you've got an absolute logjam of talent, and this is where things have really improved because not only did you bring in Ernest Houseman who started in his freshman year at Nebraska, was considered until you started seeing guys come in the portal from Jackson State and going to Colorado. He was the number one uh, transfer in the transfer portal when Michigan got him. He comes in. Obviously, he's not coming in to sit. So he's going to at least see the field. And it's going to be really interesting to see how he acclimates to Jesse Minter's system. And he's got already has a relationship with Chris Partridge, who was recruiting him to Ole Miss, and uh, it's it's just a good situation. And then you have Michael Barrett, who went from being a guy that was kind of like, oh yeah, he exists, great on special teams, okay on defense, 
looks really good that first uh, first game at Viper and then kind of fell off. Looked okay when finally called upon after the Michigan State game in 2021. Uh, but then really ascended as last season went on. Pause to keep myself from coughing here. So, you have those two. And then, to compound matters, you also have Nakai Hill-Green, who I feel like there was some revisionist history because the fan base, from what I could tell, was not a giant fan of Nakai Hill-Green before his injury. But then when he was out for most of the season, it's like, how are we going to, how are we going to do it without Nakai Hill Green? You know, Um, it's obviously he's going to be rusty. He's had a full year off of football. So that's troubling. But certainly he could be a guy who comes in and makes an impact. I mean, he was considered a starter. And Michigan went without a starter at linebacker the entire time. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up the uh, make sure I'm not missing any anybody. We're gonna get to some of the other guys we want to see. Uh, I I don't think the internet is working suddenly, which is problematic. So we're gonna have to kind of go off of memory, and good luck me with that. Uh, Jimmy Rolder is the next guy who got increasing playing time as the season went on. Jim Harbaugh called him uh, like that next great Big Ten linebacker when he arrived. All right, we're going to try this. Um, So certainly they think very highly of his capability and especially being a freshman who was out there on the field in crucial times late in the season, kind of tells you uh, what he what they think he's capable of. And again, that was his first year. He gets to come in, uh, knowing now what to expect. He's played against Ohio State. He's played against Michigan State. He's played against TCU and Purdue in the uh, the big games outside of that. So the, the lights will no longer be too bright if they were in the first place. So at least you you know you have that nucleus. And before it was kind of like, well, is there one or two guys? Now you're in a situation where, because they really only need two guys, maybe three, given the outside linebacker, the way that they play defense. So the fact that now you're in a situation where uh, you, you've just got, uh, I just listed off, I think, six guys. Colson, Hausman, Barrett. Hill Green, Jimmy Rolder, and uh, I think I missed another one. So that tells you, like, just the depth that you suddenly have at that position. And that is, that's a quality problem. Michigan's like that pretty much across the board now, right? I mean, no one would feel necessarily good if CJ Stokes is starting a game at this juncture because he hasn't proven himself, was a three-star recruit. However, it's at, at the same time, it's like, well, as, as, as guys develop, as you know, Hassan Haskins, a three star developed, you want him out there. Same thing with uh, with some of these uh, these other guys. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember. There was another linebacker. I don't know that he's enrolled. So there's other guys that I, I, I unfortunately can't pull up the roster because my internet just has decided it does not work. Not even Google. Um, but, uh, well, let's see if we can, maybe we can get it to work on another browser. Maybe it's a browser situation. Nope. It's the internet. So that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, guys like Jaden hood, we're just kind of waiting to see if, and he's, he's the name that I'm looking at the most. Can Jaden hood take that step forward? So it's, we're, we're going to try to look this up because I know I'm missing some people. Try it. We'll try it on my phone. But Jaden Hood, Jaden Hood is, is, is the guy that I'm, I've been long waiting to see. Four star from Florida. I mean, it's like, yeah, pl yes, please. Come on. Let's, let's get this going. But uh, unfortunately it's, uh, you know, he hasn't really matriculated as of yet. Um, Tyler McLaurin moved more to defensive end. Um, and I know I'm missing others. And unfortunately the internet will not work for me even on my phone. So, uh, maybe the apocalypse is happening. I don't know. Uh, let's continue on here in just a moment and we'll tie it together. Some other thoughts momentarily. All right, I wouldn't say that Michigan is in a prime position with these two uh with, with these two spots necessarily yet. Running back, yes, but um you still want to see the recruitment uptick. Linebackers at least trending in the right direction after being like the rated last in my positional rankings each of the last 2 years and then this year they're not. So it's trending in the right direction. I really want to see linebacker ascend. Michigan has not gotten that five-star in the middle. They got a guy who played like one in Devin Bush. Okay, the internet seems to be working again. Uh, they, they got a one that, that played, played like a five-star in Devin Bush. So I want, to, I want to see them go out and get a guy that is of that caliber. Junior Colson certainly could be that guy. As they've chased talent, you know, I remember Baron Browning on his visit and, and some guys like that. They've really struggled at bringing in uh, the real game-changing linebacker, at least the ones that everyone's salivating over from the beginning. Jimmy Rolder ended up being a four-star, but his rating, much like Mason Graham, kind of changed, in his case, I think, right before he committed kind of came out of nowhere and everyone's like, who is this kid? He's incredible. Everybody wants him. Could go to Notre Dame, could go to Wisconsin. So that happens. But they, they really need to, uh, to, to bring in one of those next, next level type guys to truly ascend. I mean, Jabril Peppers played linebacker. He was a five-star, but that wasn't really his natural position. So I, I really want to see them for the future. And the internet's not working again. It worked for all a second. I really want to see them take that next step in the recruiting aspect because it it's not necessarily a predictor of success, 
uh, in in terms of uh, does a five star play like a five star? Obviously, that's you. It remains to be seen until they get on the field. But most of the time, teams that are of that Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State caliber have five stars at that position. Now they have done a really good job of getting a lot out of players that aren't that. And then you had the Devin Bush of it all, who played as the best, basically the best linebacker in the country. If Michigan wants to take that next step. <coughs> Told you. Michigan wants to take that next step. They are going to need to find guys that can come in and, and be that high caliber guy. Now, maybe Ernest Hausman is that. Running back, I just want to, I, I can't believe that a guy like Jeremiah Love decided that it's in, in his best interest to go play at Notre Dame compared to Michigan. Notre Dame likes to run the ball, absolutely. But you look at what Michigan's done the last couple years, you would think guys would be knocking the doors down, and they haven't been. Of course, that can change. Taylor Tatum, uh, and the kid down in Cincinnati, whose name escapes me at the moment. But there's, these are the two positions where running back, they've had the success the last couple years. Got to continue to sustain it. Linebacker, it's been wandering in the desert for a while and now it's starting to really come forward and having spring ball and having all this competition should push it forward but for the future i want to see them get more down and dirty when it comes to the recruiting aspect all right i'm struggling not to cough i know so many of you out there saying you're sick all the time yes i am it's really frustrating it's more frustrating for me than it is for you But this is the same thing that I had before, so it's just what it is. But, yeah, we're going to cut it short thanks to that. Uh, anyway, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We're not going to miss any days. It's not that bad. It's just kind of a redux of the earlier. Um, and we'll uh, likely continue our spring preview unless there's something else that kind of comes up in the meantime. So thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace. Peace.